Why did you say that I was a loser? The popcorn and kettle black, huh? I'm not a loser, Harvard. I'm a quitter. You try too hard. Winners forget they're in a race. They just love to run. Welcome to the latest episode of Real Early. I'm your host, Larry Sternshine. On today's episode, I'm joined by my good friend, Paul Fontaine. Now, normally I do a written intro, but I thought I would go a little bit different on this one. uh, Because this episode reminded me a lot of how, even if we're not giant movie nerds now, where we are constantly talking about it online or with our friends and constantly going to the theater, Movies still play a very important part of a lot of our lives. And I'm reminded of that uh, during this episode. Because right now, Paul is mostly known for wrestling. He has a podcast uh, called The Dynamite Show that he hosts with his, uh, Jeff Hawkins. And super busy all the time. Doesn't really always get a chance to go to the movies. But you'll find in this episode, we talk about how he made a great friend and they went to movies all the time and just remembering going to movies as a kid and you know uh all the different stories about how they got into movies uh which is you'll hear in this episode and that's what i love about my shows getting people on that even if they're not like in the business or write about it you know movies is still very important to them and that's what I love about my show. It's just kind of learning what, how much movies mean to all of us. We also get to learn a lot about Paul. We He tells a story about uh, burnt offerings. That's really fun. Uh, we you know talk a little bit about some of his favorite movies. And and much, much more. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. It's just a couple of friends just chatting like you would with your friends. So uh, without further wait, let's uh, get into the show with uh, my good friend Paul Fontaine. You can shut off your Facebook. Yeah, I did. So okay. that might that might help things too. <laughs> no, everything is everything sounds fine. Okay, good. And you know, like I said, no nobody has to look at us. They could just hear our no. voices. That's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh all right. So hey, Paul, thanks for uh coming on to my oh. show today. My pleasure. <laughs> I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just I try to like, you know be as diverse as I can with my guests. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if I just blow through all my people I know, like right away, I'd, there'd be like months between episodes. Cause I got to figure well, out. Well, you did, about. you did my show when like, we barely knew each other. Yeah. So I think if we, if, if we had done it now, it would have been a much better show, but I got to know you on that show. So that was kind of cool. I do have a question about that show. You had a show. I don't know if you mm-hmm. still do it or not. Cup of Joe, Grandpa Des. Yes. Okay, but um, I don't I don't know what Grandpa Des means. Okay. So I um I used to do e-wrestling and um one of my characters was called Des Walker. And so oh, and then I ended up writing a book and the book that I wrote 
um, I made Des Walker one of the characters in the book. So then fast forward a couple of years when I started join when I joined F4W online, I had to come up with a board username and I, I used the name Des Walker just because I figured it would be uh, something that, you know, was unique. Well, it turns out there is a soccer player in England, very famous soccer player in England named Des Walker, which I had no idea. Me I came neither. up with this name on my own. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so then when I became a grandfather, I changed my username to Grandpa Des. And that's where Cup of Joe with Grandpa Des started. So it, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you are yeah. a grandfather now. And, and Des yeah. is a great name. Des Walker, I'm, I'm so good that they're good at soccer, apparently, and wrestling. Well, they, and the funny thing is, is everyone from F4W, like if, if we ever, if you ever come to Vegas for the, um, the, tr the, you know, the F4W convention uh, around Double or Nothing weekend, half the people will call me by my name, Paul, and half the people still call me Des. It's just, you know, because that's how they met me. And, and we all know each other by our board names. So um, Ryan Pike is uh, Freeway. <laughs> Freeway. Okay. Yeah. And Jason Robar <laughs> is Sideswipe. <laughs> like, it's just how we know people. Yeah. It's it's funny how, especially when you meet somebody online. Yeah. You know, and you know them as that name. It's kind of hard yeah. to let that go. Yeah. But you're Larry. I I've always known you as Paul. So it's yeah, fun. yeah, and and I prefer that honestly. <laughs> it's still jarring when people call me Des, but I'm you know. Well, I, uh, at least they remember you though. That's a, oh, exactly yeah yeah. That's, that's uh, so most people do know you mostly through wrestling, mm -hmm. and uh, you have the Dynamite show, which you do after every Dynamite episode with Jeff Hawkins, who is yep. somebody I used to know back in the day. How? Has that experience changed since you first started it? Was it three years ago or so? Mm -hmm. Like how how has that well, evolved? Well, when I first when I first started doing it, it was actually with Parker Klein, who um, ended up he quit because it, he was the host, and I I was basically in Jeff's role, and and so Parker did all the work. And what happened was he was just he used to do the F4W recaps for F4W online, and then he would finish that. He would write an article for Fight Game Media and then he'd come on and he'd start recording with me. So between the time he started till the time he finished, it was taking up like five hours a night. And he was, um, I don't know if he was in school or if he was doing his teaching because he's a teacher now. So he might have been doing his internship, but he said it was just too much. So he quit. And, uh, and then it turns out he's actually doing a show now on a different network that is far more successful. <laughs> but um, it ended up Jeff, who I've known for years, and host a show on Voices Wrestling, I was like, geez, I wonder if Jeff would be interested in, you know, taking over for, for Parker. And Jeff was, but he only wanted to be the co-host. He, he just wanted to watch the show and talk about it. He didn't want to have to do any work. So um, that's where, so now I do all the work. And not to say, you know, like I love having Jeff on. And, and I mean, the show wouldn't be the same without him, but it's a lot of work to take all those notes. And I enjoy the show far less as, you know, I'm sure you know, you know, because we'll argue about the quality of the show. And if I was just watching it like you, I'd probably like it a lot more, I think. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I notice a lot um, when I'm watching like a movie. And if I'm not fully invested in everything, because I'm like maybe looking down or doing my like, phone or whatever, like, you kind of miss certain points that you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like being in the moment. So sometimes you might not like a movie or a TV show as much because you're doing know, those. But it, you're also that show you owe it to the listener to be accurate yes 
Yeah. So it's kind of like a it's a catch twenty two, really. Well, and that's I mean, and and that's kind of we can you know kind of get into movies too because I think if you're just watching a movie, you're gonna have a much different perspective than if you're being a critic of a movie. And and critic has a negative connotation. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are saying bad things about a movie. It just means that you're doing a critical analysis, which can be positive or negative. And whereas, you know, like if I go to a movie, I'm going to watch the movie and my instinct reaction is, did you like the movie? Yes, no. You know, whereas someone else might watch it and they're going to write 10,000 words about it. And and meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. What would you like about it? I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. It, uh, one of my, you know, people that I love watching and listening to growing up with movies was like Cisco and Ebert. And they had a nice rapport and like, they might not always agree on everything, but you know, they were obviously mm-hmm. friends and you and uh, Jeff kind of have a very similar thing. Cause you don't always agree on something, but you obviously have been like, you know, long friends and whatnot. So that, that is the, uh, that is why the dynamite show is a good show to listen to. If you, if you like okay. AEW, definitely uh, pick out the dynamite show, which I'm not actually sure you can get that everywhere. Right. Yeah, like right now, actually. So if you watch it on YouTube, it's free. Um, right now, uh, on we have a Patreon, um, and it's five dollars a month, and you get the audio right in your audio feed. But the Patreon is actually going away at the end of this month. So starting in January, um, we'll still be doing the free show on YouTube, but there'll also be a free feed for the audio as well. So basically, it's going to be free for everyone. And you yeah. just uh, search Dynamite Show or actually search Fight Game Media because it's all under the Fight Game Media banner. And it, we're just one of the shows that you'll get. And it'll all be free. So, But you can watch us live on YouTube, um, you know, uh, 20 minutes after Dynamite ends every week and, uh, and join us. And, you know, you can chat. We put the quotes up. And, you know, and if you want to help support us, you can do like a super chat or whatever. But other than that, like we're not charging for it. But if people want, like some people just want to help and want to support, you know, because yeah. all this stuff, I mean, even what you do, like, you know, you, you want, you have a nice mic and you have a nice system. I mean, it costs a little bit of money. So, you know, we're, we're basically doing it out of our own pocket. But if somebody wants to throw a couple bucks our way, we're not going to say no. Yeah, that's one of the things I want to try to do a couple, you know, try that live yeah. feed thing. I was going to uh, do something for Christmas, but it, or not Christmas, uh, Halloween time, but it didn't work out because i i I can i can hook you up i can hook you up that way but it's it's, uh it's fun to do it that way though you get yeah i have i have actually have a program the one i used for grandpa des that i'm not currently using right now but i did pay for so it broadcasts the show right to your youtube channel so yeah it's it's super easy like you need nothing you just hit record and and it's and it's there when you're done so it's kind of cool so we um we've known each other now what three years it's so it's so funny all the, the kind of friendships I've made through the internet during that pandemic time. Mm-hmm. And like now we, we basically, we've got group chats. So we just talk like every day and, and whatnot. And it, that is a, where I've really gotten to get to know you a lot better and know what you you like and, and don't like, but mm-hmm. uh, we usually just talk about movies or excuse me, uh, wrestling and music, you know, but I know you like movies and stuff. And I do, this I is, do. Hey. this is what I, I talk about on my show. So I yeah. figured, Let's, because I I would, you know, I usually like get somebody on that like you know, they maybe they do a movie podcast or mm-hmm. do that stuff. But like you know, you're just a, a movie fan, and I like talking to 
people like that as well. Um, well, I, I will tell you, the funny thing is, is most people that know me, one of the kind of the running jokes and, uh, you know, you know, Damien Gonzalez, right? A little uh, bit, the yeah. Dames. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he'll always make jokes because like, if there's like a super popular movie that like everyone's seen, there's like a really good chance I've never seen it and, and I'm never going to see it. And, and at this point it's, you know, me, I'm stubborn. So like, it doesn't matter. It could be the best movie in history. If I haven't seen it and I've decided I'm not going to see it, I'm not going to see it, but I have seen a lot of movies. It's just a lot of the movies I've seen are probably not, you know, I, I'm not like watching like, well, maybe I am watching like call class. I've watched a lot of movies, but I, I just, I don't like a lot of the standard big blockbuster kind of movies. I have certain actors that I like, and I've just like random movies that I've found over the years that I've liked. And, you know, and, and some of the stuff, like I, you know, I, I've listened to a couple of your shows and, you know, and, and different tactics you take and stuff. So I wasn't exactly sure like where this was going to go, but I kind of was thinking back to like, when I, like how far back you remember, I saw an interesting question not that long ago in regards to music. What was the first CD you bought? And, and so I was thinking about what was the first movie I saw? And I don't like, I'm sure it's not the first movie I ever saw. And it might not even be the first movie I ever saw in a theater, but I do remember my dad taking me to see a movie. Now my mom and dad were um, uh, split up when I was like two. And so in, I would have been living in Victoria with my mom and my stepdad. And my dad flew me from Victoria to Winnipeg. And while we were in Winnipeg, he took me to the theater. And it's a theater that's downtown Winnipeg. It's not there anymore. And I distinctly remember seeing The Man with Two Brains. Oh, did, did you ever Martin see that movie? One? Yeah. 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 I so, saw like, it the first time a couple years ago, and it's hilarious. Well, yeah. And it's like the first, I don't remember the movie all that much, but I do remember going to the movie. And I will say now, like, as I'm talking through this and remembering the time period, um, I remember, I very distinctly remember going to this movie with my dad. But this was 1983 that that movie came okay. out. And I also distinctly remember living in Victoria and going to, um, we, so we lived, um, Victoria is a very small, tent like, city. Um, and I lived, I was about 20 minute walk from downtown. And in the summertime, my friends and I would go and we'd walk downtown and there was like a fountain and where people threw money into the fountain and, you know, you do wishes or whatever. And we'd go down there and we'd take off our socks and we'd get in this fountain and we'd just start scooping up the money and we would use that money and go to the movies, like to matinees. And, and at that time, it probably cost, I don't know, a dollar maybe. We're talking like 1980, 1981, 82, maybe, maybe like no more than five, but probably, probably like a dollar or two. And we wouldn't buy popcorn. We'd just go watch a movie. And so I, I saw a lot of movies back then. And that would have been like 1981, 82. I saw um, Return of the Jedi there. So I don't know when that was, 83? Yeah, it's 83. Yeah, we saw it was actually a triple threat, a triple header, um, all three. Star Wars. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and That's and perfect. so yeah, and and I think probably like two bucks or something. And we saw, I saw World According to Garp. I saw Time Bandits. Um, like these are weird movies, right? Um, well, especially if you're if you're young, 
like the world according to Garp. I mean, that's an adult movie. You're you're singing it like was, adult but it, movies, <laughs> but it's Mork. You know, like I'm, so I'm going to this movie expecting to see Mork. Yeah, and man, not that was that. not Mork. <laughs> no, that, no, that was uh, that was Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams. Yeah, um, you know, and maybe even darker than that. Um, and and yeah, so I saw all these like weird movies. I said there was one, and I always forget the name of it, but it was like Kenny Rogers, and he was like a stock car driver. And he had some kids that he adopted. Um, like I think it's Stoker, uh, Kenny Stoker and Company. Ace? No, it's like something in Company. I'll have to look okay. it up. Um, but but yeah, like though. these weird movies that that you that I remember seeing. Um, uh, Six Pack. I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, you think you're right. I don't know what movie yeah. I'm thinking of, though. But that doesn't matter. You saw Six Pack. That's fine. I saw Six Pack in the theaters. like so that's 1982 so yeah like i'm remembering these movies yeah so these like i'm like my memory's not failing me like i'm old and i don't have the greatest memory but sometimes the stuff from far back you totally remember and i i remember being in the theater seeing these movies and it like it helped shape my life and then we would actually go to um this the store like it wasn't walmart at the time it was like probably like wolco or zeller's and we would they had the video picture discs and we would go and we would we would actually like open up the disc and put them in the machines and watch the movies there as well so that's where i saw airplane right um, so they had these discs they were they weren't like laser discs they were but they weren't dvds or somewhere in i think they I were called, called picture discs i think so and they had a and player they, there they, they were huge they looked like records yeah like they they were like the size of records like you know the old like um 33 30 yeah. you know 33 and a third records and yeah and there would be a, and even the the cover of it would have like a picture on it and you would put it into the machine it it was like it was around the same time that vcrs were out like because mm-hmm. I, I i think we my parents didn't own a VCR, but when you would rent movies at that time, you would have to rent the machine as well. So you would pay like 20 bucks for like the weekend and you would get three movies. So they, you know, the parents every once in a while, like if my dad had a nice paycheck or something, he would stop and he'd grab that on the way home and we would get movies for the weekend. So, you know, I, I saw, you know, a lot of movies that way too. I don't remember a lot of those, but I do remember, it probably didn't happen very often because my parents didn't have a lot of money. Sure. Um, but, you know, maybe happened like four or five times. You know, but but you remember that you remember the experience of dad bringing home that that VHS thing and hooking it up to the TV and watching the same three movies over and over again. I think I saw Halloween on one of those. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. yeah, That's one of the the difference between now and then is when I was growing up and you were growing up, you'd watch a movie a bunch because you only had access to certain stuff. And then you or if you had like an antenna and they would always show the same movie over and over again. And those were so ingrained in you mm-hmm. that they just become part of your life where it feels like now it's a lot more disposable. Oh yeah. Like with Netflix, I mean, and kids will, and I'm his kids, I'll do it too, but they'll turn on Netflix and you'll start watching a movie and it's like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> you'll you know, you'll go do something else. You switch mm-hmm. to another movie. And when we were, when I was growing up and probably you even a little bit, cause you're, you're about 10 years younger than me, I think. Um, when, when you would watch a movie, I mean, you watch the whole thing and then you probably watch it again. Yeah. Um, because you might only have that movie for you know 24 hours. Um, I uh, I what was I what was I gonna say? Oh, when I first moved out on my own, uh, this would have been in 1988. I lived in a house with three other people, 
and I had a VCR and I owned one movie <laughs> and okay. I don't know if I had taped it off of like, you know, um, super channel, which was our version of HBO in Canada. Um, if I taped it from there, if I'd actually bought the commercial release, I'm not sure which, but I owned Rocky four and I watched Rocky four like almost every day for, you know, like the better part of a year, like probably not every day, but I've, I've easily watched that movie over a hundred times. And <laughs> it is my favorite movie of all time, even though I've seen it that, that often. And when everybody asks, Oh, what's your favorite movie? Blah, 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 I always answer Rocky four. And, and some people think I'm nuts. Some people think it's the worst Rocky movie. I've obviously seen all the Rocky movies. I love that movie regardless, but I think part of the reason I love it so much is because of those memories of being on my own for the first time and watching that movie and the songs and, you know, and, and just the time, you know, yeah. What I mean, whatever's popular when you're 17 is, <laughs> is the best movie ever. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, like when I was growing up and I've, I've talked about this many times, but I would rent Jaws at the library a lot. Oh yeah. And Jaws still to this day is one of my favorite movies because it's something I grew up with. You know, a lot of those movies you grow up with and just staying with you. And it's especially because you watch them like all the time. Because if you're not outside playing, you know, and if you have time or whatever. Have you had Daza uh, on your show? I have. Yeah. Okay. That's his favorite movie of all time. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, 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 that's a good episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen. Well, obviously, I haven't because I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know he had he had uh, but I will. Uh, well, my like my advertising, my uh, not the greatest. I, I'm still, well. I'm, I'm also, you know, like you'll you'll send me something and I'll say, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll listen to it, and then I don't. Um, There's a lot of content out there. There is, and and you know, but but when I make a point of doing something, and and your stuff is good, it's just yeah, like you say. I mean, you don't, and you don't do it like regularly to either, right? Like you just kind of do it when you have. Yeah, yeah. To. I I don't know how people do it every week. Like you, like I get doing like a, a dynamite show every week because it's like every week there's the show and you could talk about it every week, but like yeah. Trying it's to come hard. up with a and, topic and stuff. It's like, oh, and boy. and not only that, but just finding guests. And uh, so that's what happened with the Grandpa Des show. Was I had I was on a good roll, and I was doing a show every week, sometimes two or three. And and I think maybe I did too much. And then so I decided to cut it back to a week, like once a week. And then what happened was I ran into a a, a glut of like people saying, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to do the show," and then we would set it up, and then they'd cancel. And then it was like, "Oh, now I've gone a week without doing a show." And then, and then there's one guest that I really wanted to have and he wanted to do my show. Like he was the one that reached out to me and said, I love your show. I want to do it. And then we just never could agree on a time. And then it, like, I haven't done a show since. So I, I'm like, I assume that person is Dave Meltzer. No, uh, no. I had a hard time getting Dave, but no, I'm sure. no, it's a guy. It's actually, he has his own podcast and, and it's actually, I think I've told you about it. It's called the Monday morning critic. And uh, it's actually pretty successful. And he interviews yeah. actors but they're not like like the stars. They're like you know like an extra or you know like the ninth person on the yeah, on, sure. on the run sheet or whatever. And and they've got great stories and and he has actually studios reaching out to him and saying, oh, I'd like to get this person on your show. I'd like to get that person. Every once in a while, he'll text me and he's like, do you know C.J. Perry? And I'm like, well, I don't know her. <laughs> I know of her. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, the studio wants me to interview her. And I'm like, oh, so cool. And he's like, yeah, but I, I, I can't talk wrestling. We, we can only talk about movies. And I'm like, oh, well, then I can't help you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to go back to Rocky Four, 
I'm yeah. going to say something that's going to shock you. Okay. okay. I've seen bits and pieces of Rocky. I've seen, okay. I've seen the ending of Rocky 2. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I've seen Rocky 3, but I've never really... I always in my head thought that I had seen Rocky and Rocky 2 because it just been like on, like went to Cousins' house yeah. and TV. But I've never actually sat down and watched it from the beginning to the end. But I've hmm. seen Rocky four like a hundred times. <laughs> really? Oh, so you're like me. And so it's like a big giant music video, right? It, like, yeah, it is. It's really, yeah. it's, it's, it's the most MTV 80s yeah. movie there is. I mean, other than that, like in that whole series, like I think I really like Rocky three, you know, because it's, you know, it's got Mr. T and, and Hulk Hogan at, you know, like his gigantic peak. And, and I just kind of like the story of that movie. But then I also like a lot of the newer, like the Creed movies, which, kind of do like callbacks to the original Rocky movies, you know, as he's, as he kind of follows the same path as Rocky did. So, you know, I, but I'm not like as into those series as like somebody like our friend Garrett, who like, I think he watches these things like 15 times and he's done podcasts on them and stuff. Like I've, I've watched Rocky four, like a hundred times. I probably watched Rocky three, you know, like, I don't know, 20. And then the other ones kind of diminishing returns. Like I've seen Rocky, you know, a bunch of times, Rocky two, probably a little bit less. And then some of the other ones I maybe seen once or twice, um, you know, just cause you only got so much time in the day. You right. know? So what are, you... are like, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. What were you going to ask? Cause I was going to ask you, yeah. what are like some like movies that if someone asks you like your favorite and you like, not like something that everyone's going to answer and maybe Rocky four is kind of like that, but I'm thinking of even maybe a l- just slightly less obscure, but a movie that kind of like you really loved and you want to see it again and again, even though like most people have, most people probably don't even know the movie exists. Yeah. You must have movies like that. Well, yeah. Well, when I was a kid, there was this movie called house. Okay. Which was, which is a haunted house movie with William cat, who is the greatest American hero. Yeah. 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 Right. And uh, it's, a, it's it's a horror comedy. And uh, for some reason, I watched that movie all the time as I was a kid. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, a goof. I liked horror movies. I like, you know, I, but sometimes they were too scary. So I like kind of the goofy ones. And it's got Richard Mull from Night Oh, Court. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like I watched that all the time. And my parents had a VCR and we would record like everything. So I was lucky enough to. Like I, I was lucky to being a fan of movies to actually have access to like HBO and all this kind of stuff. Oh, nice, nice. So like we had all sorts of tapes, and there it was EP. So it had yeah. like at least three movies on there. Yeah, so six six hour tapes. Yeah, and and really, sometimes I think, man, I wish I would have said not to throw them out because occasionally I want to look back and be like, what have we recorded? There's like some movies my parents recorded that. There's one that I always think about, and I don't remember the exact name, but it always sounds like the like the beautiful laundrette or the la- like I don't know mm. what the. I think it's right my now. beautiful laundrette. Yeah, I think I'm like the name. I think some, I've seen that one. I've always had it in my head when I think of those tapes. Is that movie? I need to watch that one day. 1985. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh wow! Really? See? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's like the only name <laughs> I, I recognize. That's why um, I like the show because I could all these like memories that people have grown up as kid is really. Kind I of have, fun. I have, I still have some because I'm a bit of a hoarder, and so I, I have movies on VHS, and I still have a VCR actually, um, 
And uh, although I don't even know if I could hook it up right now because I got a new TV last year and I don't even know if it has the inputs for the VCR anymore. Yeah, but, it um, depends. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd have to buy an adapter and I, I, I'm sure I will at some point. But um, I've got these tapes and like I'll throw them on and sometimes they're not even labeled. So I have no idea what's on them. And like, so I remember this is maybe like less than 10 years ago, I threw in a tape and I put it on and I'm watching like their music videos that I had taped. And all of a sudden it's like the opening credits and I'm watching something wild. Remember that one with, uh, I, I know of it. I haven't actually, watched. it's another one of those movies that was just on television. I had watched a little yeah. bit of scenes, but well, no, I mean, and I think it. I taped it on, on super channel cause it's got Melody Griffith's boobs. So that's probably the only reason I taped it, uh, <laughs> you know, because back then it's you know pre-internet. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels. Uh, she plays like a hooker, and they end up like she pulls them out of work, and they go on like a road trip, and he keeps calling. He's calling in sick for work, and they're like traveling all over the place, and and he's like, you know, it's one of those things where he's like just a straight-laced nerd, and she kind of turns him into like a wild wild person um you know um but yeah i've got movies like that and like you know i i, I don't even remember like i've got, i'm sure i've got like d- like 50 movies in my cabinet over there and i don't even know what any of them are because i don't didn't label any of my tapes oh that's you see know? that's like uh like opening up a treasure chest you don't know what exactly in. yeah I, I i put in one and it was like um the the uh i'd recorded the uh day like december 31st 1999 um on like all the different news like i would just i just threw a tape in the vcr and i just started hit record and i was just going back and forth between all the news channels and i have four vhs tapes i did 24 hours straight of recording just because it was thought might be the end of the world you know (laughs) yeah because you want to document the end of the world if the world yeah well because everyone thought like all the clocks were going to stop working (laughs) and everything yeah so y2k um so yeah i mean and i was like 29 at the time but uh, yeah, so I yeah, it's awesome, awesome memories. Um, I uh, did I ever tell you the story of, and this is definitely related to movies, of um, how I met like, and and this is probably the time when I went to the movies more often than than any time in my life was um, I had a, so I had a, a, this group of friends I hung out with, and we would go to the bars, you know, all the time, and then. Um, one of the guys, his name was uh, Jeff, and he. I met his brother John, who Jeff was a couple of years younger than me, and John was about my age, maybe like six months older. And John did not drink, so John, uh, John came. He would come out to the bars and he would just like hang out with us, and he would be like the designated driver and and stuff. And at the time, I was trying, like I had been drinking, and I was trying to quit. So him and I kind of like, you know, we talked a little bit and I was asking him about it and like, how do you, how do you quit drinking all this stuff? Anyways, fast forward a couple months later, all of a sudden I get this random phone call and I pick up the phone and this is back when people still phone themselves, phoned each other. Right. And uh, it was probably like 1997, 90, no, no, 95, 96. And, um, so I'm like 24 and so is he and, and, and it's, Hey, is this Paul? And I'm like, yeah. Who's this? It's John. It's like, John who? It's John Nolt. I'm like, Jeff's brother? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, hi, what's going on? He's like, oh, nothing. What are you doing? I'm like, uh, nothing, just watching TV. He's like, oh, you want to go grab some pizza? 
And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I don't know this guy. Like, I've literally, like, you know, <laughs> talked to him a couple times. And so I, you know, I I, I asked my wife. I was like, hey, uh, this guy, John, he's like a friend of Jeff's, uh, asked me if I wanted to go for pizza. Do you mind if I go meet him? And she's like, yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I think you can talk to him. If you like, she probably thinks I'm going to meet some girl or something. And uh, and he's, she's like, yeah, go ahead if you want to. So fine. So I go in anyways. And 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 we were going. We have our pizza. And I'm like, why did you call me? And he's like, I don't know. He just seemed like a nice guy. And I, you know, I thought we could have a good conversation and have some pizza. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, do this a lot. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, like just, you know, I don't like to eat by myself. So, anyways, so that evolved into like a couple weeks later, he calls me up and he's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I figure he's gonna ask me to go for pizza again. And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, You wanna go to a movie? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, you, you want to go to a movie? He's like, I want to see, you know, whatever movie it was. I don't remember. He's like, and I don't want to go myself. And I'm like, I I guess. I said, I'm not really a big movie guy, but, you know, if you want to, sure, I guess. And so I asked my wife again. She's like, yeah, you know, go ahead. So it ended up, like, eventually, we started going to the movies, like, every week. Like, we would usually Sunday afternoons, occasionally Saturday night. Um, because we, I'd quit drinking by this time. So neither of us were drinking. We didn't go to the bars or anything like that. So we would get together like once a week, uh, usually only once, occasionally twice. Um, and we would just go to the theater and we would, you know, okay, which movie sucks the least? Um, you, you know, like kind of thing. Occasionally there'd be one we really wanted to see and we would go see it, but I probably saw like a hundred movies with John over, you know, like, you know, a couple of years span. Like we literally got together almost every week. And we actually had this one theater that we would go to where if we went in, a lot of times we didn't pay. <laughs> um, we would, we would just, out the trick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> would just go up the stairs and then we would just go right to the concession line. And then we would just wait for the, the usher, like the guy who was taking the tickets because it wasn't a very busy theater and we would just wait till he wasn't looking. And we just kind of walk to our theater. You know, yeah. like and pretend like, and then if they said, "Oh, where's your ticket?" And I was, like, "Oh shit, I forgot to buy one. Sorry, I'll you know be right back." And the stupid thing is, this theater it was like a discount theater, so it, oh. I think that I think it was like five bucks. And this is yeah. like late '90s, early 2000s, like so. I mean, you know, at the time, the mo most movies were like twelve bucks, and yeah. this this one was like five. Um, so occasionally we had to pay, and the and the concessions were really cheap as well. You could get like a drink and the popcorn for like five bucks. So, you know, it was a real cheap night out, you know, and parking was free. So, yeah, we would go once a week and we saw so many movies. And then I ended up leaving Winnipeg for, ended up only being a week, but I thought I was going to be going for like nine months because I did air traffic control training. And, uh, and so I left. And while I was gone, John had been, I guess he'd been talking to this girl online uh, he, he they're both Bon Jovi fans and he met this girl from Hamilton which is pretty far like it's probably as far away as you and I are and so he decided to go to Hamilton to see a Bon Jovi concert with her so he flew from Winnipeg to Hamilton they ended up hitting it off and he decided to stay in Hamilton and within a month they were engaged and wow. and and but in that time like because I guess and after talking to him later, like the reason he decided to do this was because like I was gone and we were like best friends. We hung out every week and, you know, we did other stuff. We we'd go out to eat every once in a while too. And so I'm gone. And he's like, well, I got no reason to stay here. He wasn't that close to his brother. His brother was, you know, was a drunk and stuff. And so he, um, 
he he left and he was gone. Like he didn't come back to Winnipeg for like five years. I was gone for a week wow. and I come back and now my best friend's gone. But wow. I mean, I have a family, you know, so I sure. you know, started, you know, like just kind of got more involved with that and everything. But um, so, yeah, our friendship kind of like was never quite the same. We've we've gone to movies occasionally since then. Like, you know, that was 2000, I think. Yeah. And we've maybe gone to like 10 movies since then. Sure. So and and I've probably gone to more movies. Well, I've definitely gone to more movies with him than my wife. But even in that time, like my wife, well, no, my wife and I probably go to like one or two movies a year. Um, you know, it's it's hard. You know, we you know, we we've always had a lot of kids and now we've got our our daughter with special needs. So for us to leave for, you know, like four hours is tough. Um, we go out for supper once a week, but to go to a movie is is tough. Yeah, you you would probably have to choose something that you both want to go see i'm assuming like what is the thought process when you say okay this is the time we're gonna go see a movie most of the time it's gonna be something she wants to see um you know because she's very picky so it's it's gonna probably be based on the star uh in more more often than not so like there's a few go-tos like if george clooney has a movie she wants to see it um uh robert downey jr um you know uh, and I think those are like the two big ones. And then there's a few kind of like friends of theirs kind of thing, like Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, you know, like if they're in a movie and with someone else she likes, then we'll go see it. But if it's just like one of those, if it's just a Brad Pitt movie, probably not, you know, but I remember like Matt Damon she liked Matt Damon because of the Clooney movies. And then we ended up seeing the Bourne movies. So she really liked the Bourne movies. We saw the first one and then she wanted to see all of them. And then when he left the franchise, we didn't, we didn't see any more of those. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's usually something like that, or just occasionally she'll see like a trailer that she likes and she'll text me and she'll like, Oh, we got to go see this the next time we go to a movie. So then like, I'll remember. And then I'll, you know, like it might be two months later and I'll be like, Oh, if you want to go see, you know, whatever. Um, I think this is like the last week we're going to be able to see it. And then she'll be like, what are you talking about? It's like, you sent me this thing like two months ago. Oh, never mind. You know, one of them was like, remember that movie about, um, I think it was Tom Hanks, uh, about, uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. A couple of years uh, ago. Yeah. I remember the movie. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So she wanted to see that one. And, and then, so like when it finally came around to go see it, it was like, I was kind of hyped up. Like I really wanted to see this movie and then she didn't want to see it anymore. So I ended up just watching it on like HBO, you know, or uh, oh, we, yeah. we have, we have something called Crave here. Yeah. Actually, no, I guess we, we'd have HBO Canada as well. So, but I, I watched it on there and <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. The movie wasn't bad. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, you know, it was fine. One of the things that uh, I was thinking about when we were going to have, you know, get this all set up. One of the argument or discussions we often have about wrestling is casual wrestling fan. And how do you get them to watch their shows? And I thought about you because like for various circumstances, I would consider you a casual movie goer because you don't oh, really go off yeah. that much. So like there's like a it feels like there's a correlation between casual maybe wrestling or casual whatever, a casual movie movie fan. What what would what so your mm-hmm. wife, the star would be what what drives her to want to go see something versus a casual fan would want to be a star want to see the stars like how do they Mm -hmm. how do movies balance having the stars with making the movies that people want to see because i 
because they they struggle with the theaters don't do as well as they they want oh yeah and i mean and sometimes when you're you know like i think one year no a couple years ago because we're only seeing movies with certain people and we don't go all that often i think like the one movie we saw one year was um that that one with george uh george clooney and julia roberts uh where they played like a divorced couple um that you know went to their kid's wedding or something uh something paradise uh i want to say it was like i i saw i also saw that movie in theaters yeah uh, i mean it, it wasn't bad it was fine but yeah it was fine i mean but i mean <laughs> if that's like the one movie you saw in a theater all year it's like yeah what the hell are you doing with your life um yeah, tickets to know, paradise was the tickets the paradise movie. okay i saw it's close um you know i i would say like if a movie has a lot of buzz um, I'm probably going to want to see it like Oppenheimer, uh, you know, this year, I, I just kind of felt like I had to see it. Um, and did so, you? yeah, yeah. My, I went with my wife and, um, I liked it. She did not. <laughs> um, she's like, that movie could have been done in about half the time, uh, with like a lot less talking, um, you know, and I was like, I don't know. I liked it. Um, you know, and, uh, and then, but I mean, Barbie was one we were going to see, but then like she, said once she saw Oppenheimer she's like I'm not no <laughs> and then you know like I don't know if we would have liked Barbie I'm not I'm not sure I think she probably would have but um but I don't know if I would have uh but yeah it was like I think we well, saw that it sounds like we'll never know because I don't think you're gonna watch it <laughs> probably not I mean Too unless hyped. we decide we always watch movies on New Year's Eve so it it's possible but I doubt if that's gonna make the cut there's a few other ones that we want to see we saw air this year as well um and that one oh, yeah. so I yeah, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, Matt Damon was was in that, so that was one of the reasons. Yeah, we, Ben we Affleck. I mean, there's it. stars in that one. Ben Affleck, yeah. Um, but it was more about just the story itself that I was interested in. So for her, so sometimes it'll be like it's a movie I really want to see, and then I have to figure out how do I sell Anne on this movie. Um, so in this case, it was well, Matt Damon's in it, and Ben Affleck's in it, and then I think there was someone else too that she liked um, that maybe had like a smaller role um so and then sometimes she doesn't even know the name so i have to tell her like oh that guy from that movie you know like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like you know you'll you liked him trust me you know um, yeah, my wife then, is very similar that oh uh, yeah she knows uh faces not the names and she'll notice it's from and she'll she'll have to ask me like what movie was the guy who was from this movie in <laughs> and like the <laughs> name and stuff yeah oh you know who it was jason bateman we both okay, love yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. So that was a, that was actually probably the clincher with yeah. uh, Jason Bateman. Was, Did was you guys in like it? it? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I probably liked it more than her because, you know, I kind of knew. Well, the funny thing is I didn't really know the story, but I was familiar with the people in the story. Uh, whereas for her, it was totally new. So, you know, and I know like some people criticized it because it wasn't completely accurate and they really took liberties. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. Like I'm going to watch a movie and if that's not the real story, what do I care? It was a good story on the movie that I watched. So I'm not going to watch a documentary. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, so you, like uh, you're probably going to see the iron claw. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm hoping to like, well, at least at there's no point. way I'm going to get Anne to see that. So no. yeah, I mean, yeah, at some point I'll watch it on my own if I have yeah, to. Yeah. Cause that I, it's it, like biopics are interesting because especially when you know the subject, and you mm -hmm. also know someone who really knows the subject and it'll be like, how do you balance a movie with the dramatics with the real life kind of stuff. So that'll be really interesting to, to see with that one. 
Well, and I see the thing is with that one, like I am very familiar with it, but I, I don't know all the details. Yeah. So like, I have a feeling that when I watch it, I'm probably going to enjoy it and I'm not going to be critical of it. Like, Oh, that never happened. You know, unless there's something like super obvious, you know, like, you know, if, you know, Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, and all of a sudden shows up and, <laughs> yeah, you, know, right. and he's like, you know, fight, fighting Carrie Von Eric and, you know, in the main event where it was supposed to be Ric Flair, you know, like <laughs> stuff right. like that, but I'm sure that's not going to happen. But I mean, uh, if it's like yeah. minor details, you know, like love interest or something like that, like I'm not really going to care. True. You know, like Oppenheimer, for instance, like I didn't really know any of the details of that. So oftentimes, and I'm sure you probably do this too, like if you watch a movie that's based on real life, you'll go back and you'll you'll research after you've seen the movie and say, okay, how close was this to what really happened? Um, that's more just for interest, but that's not going to affect whether or not I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, like I remember uh, a couple of years ago, Hidden Figures. Did you see that one? No. Really? Oh no. wow! I'd re I'd strongly recommend that movie. Okay. I think I think you really like it. Um, but it was like it was about the the women uh, that helped send um, the the uh, Apollo mission to Mars or to uh, the moon, and um, and so it was people that you know like nobody knew about, but it was a true story. Now they obviously took liberties with it. And so when I watched the movie, like I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, you do your follow-up and, oh yeah, okay, this didn't really happen. That didn't really quite happen the way they said in the movie, but it doesn't mean I didn't like the movie. The performances were great. It was a great story. So I, I loved it. Um, and, uh, you know, and I did, there was one movie that I did manage to convince my wife to go see because I, she likes spectacle movies as well. So, sure. you know, if it's, you know, and, and that's the other one is like, if you're going to go see a movie in the theater, um, you know, if it's not like a big star that you really want to see, you know, kind of thing, like, you know, the, which is the only reason we saw Ticket to Paradise. Um, it's got to be like a big kind of big movie, you know, and, and so that's was, you know, like hidden figures. Oh, there's someone going to the moon. You know, that's going to be big. Now, it turned out it was mostly talking, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> you know, like that's how I convinced her to go. Um, and she liked it. So, you know, but then there's other times when it doesn't quite work out the way sure. you think it is going to. So, um when I brought, when I asked you about movies that um, you rave about that, you know, and you mentioned house, um, I, I, I meant to bring up one of mine and I'm curious sure. if you've ever seen it uh, with honors. You ever see that one? No, but I, I do know it's uh, Joe, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Brendan Fraser. And, uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah Moira. You talk Kelly. about that. You talk about that movie a lot. I love that movie. Yeah. Other than Rocky four. It's my, it's my favorite. Now okay. I won, I won free tickets to see that movie. And so I went and I saw it and I brought three friends. Cause I think it was tickets for four. I won them on a radio station. And then I liked the movie so much that I went back and saw it a week later and paid to see it. And I never see movies twice in the theaters. Wow. That, and that then is when an the movie, endorsement. When the movie came out, I rented it as soon as it came out and I watched it again. And I've probably only watched it once or twice since then. Because, I mean, it's one of those movies that there's certain scenes that really hit me. And once you've seen it like a few times, it doesn't affect you the same way. But um, I just think the performances in that movie are, especially from Brendan Fraser and Joe Pesci, were so great. Um, Joe Pesci just shows a different side of himself that you never see. I mean, he's funny, but he's also tragic. And uh, so he plays a, he's a homeless man that's actually a genius. And so, and they, and he meets these students from, I think it's Princeton, 
it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I want to say it's Princeton. And so he's a homeless guy and he's living like, you know, not that far from Princeton. And he ends up meeting, you know, becoming really good friends with these, with these students, especially Brendan Fraser. And he kind of helps Brendan Fraser, like get through school. And cause he's like just a super smart guy, but he's just completely messed his life up. And you find out through the course of the movie, exactly what happened to him and how he got to where he is. And, and, and there's one scene in the movie where he all of a sudden, like they're, they're, they're driving somewhere and, and they're in the middle of nowhere. And he like gets out of the car and he just starts running into this field. And, um, and then they, and the, the, the students, they're like, for some reason they're mad at him or something. And then Brendan Fraser decides to follow him and he goes into the, the, the field with him. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be on this earth. And he's like, he wants to die. Like he literally just wants to die. And he says, I'm an animal and I, I should just die in this field by myself. And he's like, no, you can't do that. You're loved. You have people that love you. You got to come back. And, and then, and then at some point, like, you know, like later, he eventually convinces him to come back. And then later on in the movie, when Brendan Fraser finally graduates, he like Joe Pesci, I think is the one that gives him his diploma. And he's like, you've graduated with honors or something like it was kind of cheesy, but if you've watched the movie the whole time, like it's like, wow, you know? So like, but that, that scene in the, in the field, and I probably didn't describe it very well. Cause it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I, I like literally tear up crying when, when I've, every time I've seen it, like that's how deeply it affected me. And I don't even think the people I went with like, Oh yeah, it was a good movie or whatever. But for whatever reason, it just like, really affected me like i just love the movie so much yeah so i recommend it yeah no i'll 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 have to watch that one there's man it's amazing how many movies out there they haven't seen but i really do like to watch the ones that somebody's really that affected them personally that you know maybe have changed like their life perspective and stuff like that yeah well and it gets helps you get to know that person too right yeah yeah the you know you know i think you know i don't really like horror movies yeah um i don't know if you know why i don't know okay so when i was a kid number one my parents made me watch the exorcist when i was like six i mean that's pretty (laughs) hardcore for six yeah and, and so i mean that's number one but then there was this movie called um what's the movie called i always again it's one of those things where you get old um burning it was burning something um is that a summer know. camp thing uh no uh okay. no it's it's a okay the movie's called burnt offerings google's amazing um right? <laughs> yeah uh this movie's called burnt offerings a 1976 american supernatural horror film co-written and directed by dan curtis and starring karen black oliver reed betty davis and lee h montgomery um, I, and I literally just saw this this october on the really? big screen for the first time this movie freaked the <laughs> hell out of me and i and to the point and i mean i was seven when this movie came out so i don't know five sorry i was five when this movie came out so maybe seven when i saw it and um and it was on tv and i was just like crying like in terror like literal terror and then what would happen was my mom would like 
that movie would come on like because there was we had like our own like kind of one of those late night horror kind of you know um, mm -hmm. tv shows where they would play horror movies yeah and so if that movie came on and it came on way too often um <laughs> my mom would call me to watch it and i wouldn't know oh hey wow. come down where i'm gonna watch a movie or whatever and then she's like i was like what's playing and she's like oh we'll see Whatever, and she knew damn well what was going to be on, wow. and she would laugh at me, and I couldn't make it through the movie. Like I would be crying, I'd be in terror. Oh, come on, just watch it! And she'd laugh, and I would be like terrified. Betty Davis, like I don't, I don't remember the movie at all, except for the fact that I was terrified. Yeah. And 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 it literally like I could not watch horrors after. Like I've watched a few, like I've watched Halloween. Um, I watch like I've not watched Friday the Thirteenth movies. I would not watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Like if it's like a any kind of psychological component to it, it's not about the slasher thing. And I'm not a big fan of slasher kind of stuff, anyways. You know, like as you can probably tell from my wrestling taste. But if it's got any kind of like that, you know, like and then that's where like the Halloween movies and and especially Nightmare on Elm Street, like where you know I've seen I've tried to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, but that is more the one that kind of like plays with your head you know because you're like where is he you know like and yeah. and and as you're watching it so and there's um well another one that i didn't realize was a horror when i saw it and then it was kind of like a similar kind of movie the final destination oh yeah. remember that right yeah with, like with death killing people yeah oh my god <laughs> like i th th these movies like just i am i allowed to swear on here or oh, you can if you want it fucks with your head like you know what i mean like it's and and so like i the only reason i watched it was because you know i liked the cast or it was cool or whatever i didn't realize it was a horror movie so yeah. then when i you know um you thought it was uh, like a road trip movie and they're on their way to the final destination yeah yeah no, something <laughs> like that yeah so this young cast are all good looking you know yeah. i don't see freddie or jason it's like mm -hmm. okay that's cool um but uh you know and i will you know like some like um the others, I like that one. That I, I think would be considered a horror movie, right? Um, yeah, have you seen for sure. it with Nicole Kidman? I haven't they... seen it, but uh, it's a ghost movie, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like kind of like um, Sixth Sense, where you don't actually realize what's going on until like three quarters of the way through the movie. That oh, oh, there, there's no ghosts. You're they're the ghosts. Like they think that there's ghosts haunting their house, and in actuality, they're the ghosts. Yeah. So it's yeah, it yeah, it's uh, and then once they hopefully nobody out has uh, not seen that movie. Ah, let's watch the show. Yeah, I, I, like, that's another one I'd rec I'd recommend for you. Um, uh, now I do have a question though. Have yeah? Do you have a relationship with your mom still? And have you told her her about this? How this okay. affected you? So my mom, my mom passed away in uh, twenty seventeen. Um, so you know we were really close. She knew what she was doing. I I can't remember if I've had the conversation with her. I definitely had the conversation with her about exorcist like what were you doing what were you thinking <laughs> um as far as burnt offerings i'll tell you like she would still i i'd be like 35 <laughs> and i go over to visit her and she'd be like she'd put that freaking movie in in the vh in the vcr <laughs> i was like I'm out of here. Like I'm wow. watching burnt offerings. Like, you know, and she, she just think it was so funny. Um, you know, or she'd call me, you know, and tell me, cause she knew like how much that movie like bothered me. I, and so she would bug, you know, probably till the day she died. Like I, the last time it probably happened was, you know, probably well, well, well before she died, but there, it went well on into the, she was a grandma already. 
by the time you know okay. she was yeah. still bugging me about that movie yeah <laughs> Uh, but my mom and I were like super close. That's good. I'm glad that that wasn't something that was like a, like a big issue that you had between. No, it was more like, you know, she was teasing me, yeah. you know, and, and that's good. That's good. That's yeah. And, and again, like, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it messes with you in the sense that you don't really want to watch horror movies again, but it's not like it affected, like, you know, it didn't like affect my life, you know, just, you know, certain movies that I won't watch because of, you know, that, um, and you know who knows? Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I watch. Uh, I love. I love comedies. So yeah. Speaking uh, of comedies, uh, I know every time I've seen a video of you, you got that Blues Brothers yep. poster behind you, and you know, I know you like music. And yeah, what what is? Why do you have a poster of Blues Brothers? How, is that a meaningful movie for you? Um. Well, it is. I mean, I really love that movie. Um. But actually, in actuality, it. My dad had that poster in his uh, rec room. And it was actually his wife that got it for him. And it was more, it, well, I don't think it was so much about the movie as it was, is the poster just kind of fit the decor of their room. So when he died um, and she was clearing out the rec room and there's different things she was like giving away or whatever, there's a few things that reminded me of him that I really wanted. And one of them was that. And I haven't hung it yet, but I've got it in the background. And I actually put it, the first time I put it in the shot that is always in my background now was when I had Colt Cabana on my podcast because he's from oh, Chicago. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I figured, you know what, he'll, he'll get a kick out of this. And he did. Um, so I've got that. I've got these two uh, um, framed pictures of John Lennon that I bought my dad for Christmas in 1980, right after John Lennon died, like the month oh. he died. Sure. I knew my dad was a big John Lennon fan. So I bought him these two things and he still had them and they were still like wrapped in plastic and, and he had them on his wall. And then so when he died, I got those. And then he had these little coasters that he collected in the late eighties. And it was all 21 and then became 22 at the time NHL teams. And he had those in his rec room on the, like, the riser in the in the middle of the thing so i've got them up in my rec room now so i look at them like literally every day they're right in front of my face and whenever i see them it's the old nhl logos so i think of my dad i've got the colorado rockies on there oh nice. um yeah and and you know and like the hartford whalers and you know so it's the the original 21 as we call them and uh yeah and uh so i those were the things I really wanted my dad. And, and I got a Jersey. I, he had a Sidney Crosby Jersey that uh, nobody else wanted. So I grabbed that. And uh, yeah, he, he was a big Sidney Crosby fan and a Gretzky uh, Kings Jersey that, that, sure. that I got as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but that, yeah, that's why, why I've got that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's one of my prized. I love, I love the blues brothers movie. That's one. There's not very many movies I've seen multiple, multiple times, but that's one. And I've, I've sat and watched it with both of my sons and uh, they both loved it. Um, there's that one. There is obviously Shawshank that, you know, I've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, what's that one? The, the days and confused is, is another one that I can watch over and over and over and over and over again. Well, the thing with days and confused and blues brothers, as I mentioned, is they got that music component. Like yeah. music is such a big part of it. And I know yeah. that music is a is a big thing for you. Certain well. like certain songs that you hear, you you think of the movie. Yeah. And so when I hear the song Hurricane, I don't think of the movie Hurricane. 
with Denzel Washington, although that's a great movie and I love that movie. I think of the scene in Days and Confused when Matthew McConaughey walks into the pool hall and that song's playing and he looks around and he's like, as I keep getting older, they stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> like, who didn't want to be Matthew McConaughey and, you know, in Days and Confused? Yeah, and it uh, that that movie's uh, very rewatchable. And he and he's a pedophile, actually. But <laughs> whatever. I mean, well, you know, luckily they don't actually show anything too bad. He's no, just no. Being, yeah, uh, it's implied. Just don't don't be that character in real life. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you but can you can watch. Cool, it. like him, but not yeah, that and cool. uh, almost famous. Another one with uh, big, real big on the music as well. Yeah. When you hear the song uh, "Tiny Dancer," you know, you oh. just think of that scene on the bus. Yeah, oh, that this scene is uh, I kind of I think Tiny Dancer it was a popular song back then, but that one made a huge comeback. Probably more popular now than it than it ever was because of that scene. Have you seen the video that was just released not that long ago? It's like an updated version of Tiny Dancer, and it's oh. you should you should Google it. It's um it's all these different like characters that are all like singing the song as their lives are happening. And it's 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 like around like 2019, I think it was made, and uh, and I think there's at least one like relatively famous actress in it, and uh, it's it's really cool. It's an interesting take on the song. I mean, the song it's the exact same song, you know, in the background, but um, right. it's, I don't know why they did this video. There's probably some reason, but um, maybe yeah. it's got like a greatest hits or something. I don't know. No, I think it was something that, about the video that you know for some reason oh. they were trying to raise money for something. Or oh something. I don't yeah, know. I guess that would, yeah would make sense. Uh, so um, <laughs> I don't know how relevant this question is, but I ask everybody. Uh, you talk about the VHS tapes you have, but do you actually own like DVDs and Blu-rays of anything? Oh yeah, yeah. How, how do you how do you store them? Like, do you have like a? Are they on a shelf um, somewhere? Yeah. Like, so I've got. So just on the other side of um, of this wall, there I have two cabinets. And the cabinets have stored all my V, well, not all, but most of my VHS tapes and all my DVDs. So they're, you know, like they're right there. I can pull them out at any time. I have not watched a DVD since 2014. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's good to I, have just long? in case you wanted to watch the movie and it didn't stream anywhere. Yeah. So like that's why I, physical media is important. But the last one I bought was the Godfather trilogy. Sure. And I'd already seen it, but I wanted, but I watched it on AMC. So I was like, yeah. I should probably watch this uncut, yeah. you know, at some point. And um, so I, I meaning to watch it. I just haven't yet. Do you just um, throw them out there or is it like, do you alphabetize them or anything? Is it just, no, no, no. I just, yeah. they're just in there. I, yeah. at one point, I think I probably had some sort of a system <laughs> for how I was doing it. My DVDs are like, I mean, I'd say probably 60% of them are wrestling. Um, oh, yeah. I used, I used to buy like a DVD a month, uh, from, you know, before the WWE network started, I would, you know, and mostly like not so much pay-per-views, but just like their compilation DVDs, uh, or, you know, if they had like Bret Hart's greatest matches or yeah. something like that. And why then, would you own Bret Hart's greatest matches? You don't even like Bret Hart. No, but he's a great wrestler. <laughs> I mean, I like the matches. I, I don't like him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no. And then I've got like a lot of TV shows. Uh -huh. Um, so, you know, back before binge streaming on Netflix was a thing, like, you know, I bought the NYPD blue box set. I bought the Alan McBeal box set, like my favorite ones. So, so I could watch them West wing, 
um you know i've got a bunch and then like a few that were only like one or two seasons that yeah. I, you know i picked up sports night um mm. arliss um yeah, you know like HBO. just these random you know like <laughs> stuff wkrp season one and then they stopped doing it because the music cost too much oh but yeah that, I'm sure. that first season <laughs> it's got all the original music on it so oh. it's yeah so yeah, that's it's expensive like, yeah yeah it's pretty rare like i because they, they don't make it anymore so i've i kept that um, and then, yeah, a bunch of movies and it's just like these random movies, um, <laughs> you know, like you wouldn't like just bizarre movies that I have. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, we all, everyone who collects movies, there's always a few at least that are well, most of the them, wall. you know, a lot of them were just cause I knew they had nude scenes in them oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. before the internet, <laughs> you know? So, um, cause yeah, when I first got my first DVD player, it was like 2000, 2001. And, yeah. uh, so I bought like nine movies and like one of them was, I think, Showgirls. Um, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if pre-internet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then, <laughs> but I did get like Perfect Storm and, uh, you know, I, uh, well, what's that? The, I always forget the name. The one with the Soggy Bottom Boys, George Clooney and. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou. Yeah, yeah. That's Another one. great movie with music. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you hear that, you know, uh, Down in the River to Pray. Oh, great yeah. song yeah, um wonderful yeah so yeah and i i think i like almost famous i have and um so i probably got i don't know 50 uh you know movies on dvd so you know not too bad and then a bunch of vhs's and the vhs's are mostly old wwe pay-per-views but yeah. there's like like i said random movies just you know and i don't yeah. even know what they are you know and a, a very few like i have the rocky um set the five uh at the time five vhs tapes okay um, yeah yeah and nice. you know and a few others i don't have very many vhs movies left i think we have princess bride which i've never watched really <laughs> but is yeah. that not another movie you're just never gonna see i think that's I think exactly we've, it we've at told this you point, to watch that a million times you're like yeah oh. at this point i'm just being stubborn i'm just being an ass but which is, which is yeah. i mean you know if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it what are you gonna do I still haven't seen The Shining. Everyone's like, oh, you haven't seen The Shining? Oh, Shining. I, I, so, well, okay. So I saw that one when I was way too young. So that was oh, another one that screwed with my head. I bet. Wow, know? that's very psychological. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Scanners. Oh, my God. Um, I saw Scanners because Louis Del Grandi was, I was a big fan of his from the movie, from the TV show Seeing Things, which was in Canada. And so, I, oh, yeah, I saw him. And then his head freaking explodes in the movie. <laughs> oh, that guy. Okay. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> the famous meme. Yeah. So I, I literally watched, like, I probably never actually even watched the whole movie. I probably just saw scanners on, you know, like HBO or, you know, Super Channel or something and, you know, tune it in until I saw Louis DeGrandi's head explode. And then I moved on with my life. <laughs> I, I, I love having people on that are from Canada because it just, you're like, you're so close to the u.s yeah it's just such a different vibe and culture and all this kind of stuff it's very interesting oh yeah because we have a lot of <laughs> movies that you know you probably you know will never even know about you know i i shouldn't say not a lot but there's some i mean um, they well because canada does a good job of trying to promote canadian artists yeah that's yeah. why like canada uh, has music that we don't even get here that are like massive iconic yeah like, like tragically hip yeah uh um, we don't care about here in the states at all but the arkells like institution the arkells are the big one now and i don't even know the arkells but people like my kids age they just yeah. love the arkells and i don't i don't even know never no. heard of them in my life Couldn't no but they're huge they played yeah. the great cup and and i mean they, 
you know, 35,000 people there just going nuts. And I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, uh, yeah, they're good. Well, uh, all right. So thanks, uh, Paul, for coming on to my show. Oh, this uh, is a lot of fun. Thank you. Re- remind people where they can find you online. Sure. Um, you, you will interact with people. You're, you're oh, yeah. Not a, you don't hide from people. No, I, I mean, I'm on X. I'm not on there a ton, but if you, you know, if you reach out to me, I will definitely talk to you. Um, at Paul Ace Fontaine on X and Paul Fontaine on Facebook. Um, and uh, as well, you can check out, you know, the various different shows I do. Um, I have the, the Dynamite Show on YouTube, um, which you could just Google Dynamite Show on YouTube and, and you'll see me and then you can join in on the conversation every Wednesday if you want. And then I'm going to try probably and do this grandpa Des show again, um, you know, soon, I think, cause I am paying for the program to do it. So I might as well try to do it. Maybe sure. I'll just get some old guests back, get you back on again and you sure. know, some other people. Um, so that you can get, just Google grandpa Des, uh, you know, G R G R A M P A, you know, just like it sounds D E Z. And uh, there's not, any other grandpa des out there so if you google grandpa des it's probably gonna be like one of the first things that comes up will be my channel and and you can go back and watch some old episodes because i got some really cool guests larry's been on the show and yeah. um you know i've got some famous people i've got some people that nobody knows and everything in between there's a there's a, a brief period of time where i had more listens or views than colt cabana yeah i think he's since surpassed me but i, I well, messaged him i said i'm I more popular than him i think you might have been the first one to get over 100 or it's real close um and then brian alvarez kind of beat everybody oh yeah um, yeah but um you know but even dave Meltzer, i bet you were close because i don't think he had that lot because he doesn't he never retweets anything so um, he really doesn't yeah no, uh no it's a it's a it's a fun show and it's what i like about it it's not a uh not like a four-hour episode or something no i try to keep it like i for the longest time it was supposed to be like 25 minutes and then eventually like i would try to keep it under an hour and i'd say most of them are between 30 and 40 minutes yeah so yeah uh but yeah check it out i you know i'm just yeah kind of looking back at some of the people our friend david lovell uh i i had uh i had on there uh as well and he, he had 57 views so that's not too bad yeah um, yeah i'll yeah. have him i'll have him on the show too because we'll you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk all England. He's from England, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm worldwide. You know, I'm worldwide. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Paul, again for doing my show, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you uh, online here. And uh, thanks for everybody listening to my show, and I hope everybody has a good weekend. <laughs>